This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to the Classic Face Rip Podcast, issue number 24. I am your host, Vince, and I'm sitting with my co-host, Keith. Keith, how are you doing this week? I am doing just fine. Thank you very much for asking, Vincent. Good to be back. Yes. After a... Our last show was October, is when we did that show. Uh, that was when I did with Matt. Matt is unable to attend this. Uh, he has some, you know, family issues going on, so he said he had to bow out this one time. But he will be back. Good deal. Uh, hopefully next yeah. time. And, and Stephen Watson will bring hot pockets for everybody. So, as he's Don't do Stephen. <laughs> bring some Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew and hot pockets. But yeah, we're we're live. We're back. We're going to try to get on a, a regular basis again every couple of weeks. A new show. So. Uh, we planned this one out in the last couple of weeks. Keith and I, we sat and hammered out the details. Bang, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to get a few things out of the way. Uh, ClassicFaceRip.com is where you can go to find our uh, past episodes. They're on almost all pa- podcast pla- I can't speak this week. Podcast platforms, as well as you can go to my channel, YouTube.com slash TheEvilDM, and just see the past episodes as well. All 1 through 23 are there right now, ready for viewing. We'd like to also give a shout out uh, to um, see, Esper Ranger, who says, I love the uh, Phase Rip RPG since it came out in the ages. Started running a fresh campaign last year before I found this podcast. It's great to see others out there showing some love and giving a fresh point of view to the rules and adventure design. When this discussion diverges for to comics or the movies is just like icing on cake <laughs> i hope there'll be more episodes someday thank you he gave that back to us in september which i did not see when matt and i were doing the podcast otherwise i would have read it then but i wanted to make sure esper ranger got on the air with this five-star review so you too can head over to apple Podcasts and leave us a review or you can well i think us. i think esper ranger is probably a very intelligent person who obviously has good taste He's come here. He's given us a five star rating. Uh, someone, Stephen, send him some. Send him some hot pockets, please. Yes, send him some hot pockets. It'll be our version of the no prize. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can email uh, ask the DM at theevildm.com, and I believe we have bullpen at classicfacerip.com is another email address which you can hit us up on if you want to ask us questions or head right over to our Facebook page, the Classic Face Rip Podcast, and you can send a message that way or leave a comment. We're also broadcasting live on that page as well. I have it in a whole bunch of different places so people can view it however they want to view it. And uh, thumbs up and like and do those other wonderful things. So why don't we just get on to the uh, the show tonight? What do you say? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Okay, so what we're going to do this week is we're going to take a page out of the Ultimate Powers book. And we're going to talk about total memory. And this was Keith's suggestion about this power we should talk about. Now, if you flip to page 76 in the Ultimate Powers book which I have it on screen so everybody can see. Good evening, Glowing Turtle. 
How you doing this week? He's joining us in the chat, or she's joining us in the chat. I, well, I shouldn't judge. The hero has the ability to remember anything that he has ever experienced. This could be a book he's read, the faces of everyone he saw on Tuesday, what birth was like, and... Well, i got to flip the page here. <laughs> Where is that? I have so many windows open right now. The accuracy of his recall is a power rank number treated as a percentage. So if he has feeble, it's 2%. If it's excellent, it's 20%, and so on and so forth, up to unearthly rank or above, which gives you 100% there. But you still need to get a color feet to get the nature of the memory. Green feats will involve personal memories. Yellow will involve learning experiences. Red will involve unconsciously gained information, such as uh, looking around a room and remembering in that room that you saw, I don't know, a Spider-Man poster. Probably if it's one of us, we'd, that'd be the first thing we remember anyway. But, uh, but if it's the average person, I'm saying, if, looking around the room, they'd be like, oh, okay. And then someone's like, do you remember what was in that room? And they roll and they get that red. They'd be like, yes, there was a Spider-Man poster in there. And Spider-Man was flipping everybody off. That's why he would never do that. But So... That's basically the power in a nutshell. The one thing I found very interesting about it was the example that they give towards the bottom uh, flashback danger. Uh, example, yep. like the example, how they said that uh, the hypnotic control for two days back in 78, they saw news. So basically with this thing, things can trigger previous events in your life, some trauma, and it could be passed on to the character via some type of role-playing experience or some type of uh, plot to the adventure. Am I correct on this? Yes. Yes. So you wanted, you wanted to bring this one up to talk about it because it's a hard thing to role-play these things out. And it's, I, I, this, it's like when I play other games, like we call it uh, Memory Recall. Uh, this would be the version of Memory Recall that we use for D&D or for... Um, trying to think of shadow run or something just to recall what you did and the higher the result you get on the chart the more you're going to really remember now how do we because basically you can claim according to the rules you can claim anything that you want to remember but as long as you roll it then you remember it so where do you separate the metagaming from in gaming is i think what you really want to discuss well, and not only that, but who's going to take the meticulous notes for the game? Well, there are because some people. It, it, I mean, if, if it's a standard gaming group, you know, you're lucky if I remember three weeks back, much less six years ago when we started some Marvel campaign where your character was and what he was doing. And it's just one of those things where I could see that being difficult. Uh, you'd have to let a certain, you know, like certain players play that. I don't know if that I would let just anybody because the potential for abuse is tremendous. You could power stunt this to no end. I mean, you could do everything from, let's say, photographic reflexes. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I <laughs> to quote somebody far more famous than either of us, I know Kung Fu, you know. Uh, the, your character could watch something and then replicate a fight maneuver. Uh, and you could do any of the science 
skills, any of the business-related skills. Uh, yeah, but could you replica- replicate a fighting skill that you've never done and just saw? I don't think it would particularly come out that great. Even if you rolled a red and saying, I know Kung Fu, it's just like, I don't think someone who has an eidetic memory, which just basically falls pretty much under, uh, mm-hmm. would be able to read a book on Kung Fu and then go over and be able to kick my ass. No, he would probably well, more than likely hurt me, but I mean, cause he would know where to punch, where to kick, where to, you, you know, twist, but well, just, in, in what I'm saying is it that you suddenly get fighting at power rank level, but rather the ability to mimic martial arts A, B, C, D, E, mm-hmm. any of those, you know, suddenly uh, I've watched, you know, every uh, every piece of film that Mike Tyson ever made for boxing, and I understand how Mike Tyson fights, so therefore I fight like Mike Tyson. And that's the power stunt. I mean, that could be the power stunt. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's really sort of a crazy power. You have to have some sort of note-taking going on so you understand where everything was and how everything related and especially if your character has the power most people i know really aren't that motivated <laughs> that's that's true but then you might get that one player that is motivated and he's like well my character uh spends the next couple of hours while well, save like the rest of the people are researching spends the next couple of hours researching you know uh, muhammad ali best matches and then decides that he's going to mimic boxing from that. It's like, no, I, I, I wouldn't really, I don't know. I think it's, it has, it's, you're right. It is ripe for abuse. Very yeah, ripe for yeah. abuse. And it's, it's just a matter of if, if the power stunt was allowed, if it was allowed, then you get into, you know, uh, not to cross companies here, but this is the only one I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh, you watch all the footage of Dick Grayson and the Flying Graysons, and suddenly, you know, maybe you think you know something about acrobatics that you really don't know. Or maybe you think you know something about tumbling that you, you know, you understand how to make a fall or how to do a Pratt fall, but not necessarily with the grace and skill of an Olympic gymnast. If that makes sense. No, it, it absolutely does make sense. It's just I, I I see it really ripe with a lot of abuse. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is sort of why I picked this, because it's one of those things who, who took total memory and hyperintelligence and weapons tinkering and uh, there's – like a fourth pad is you, you could do with all of that hyper hyper invention. And, you know, this was, Oh, I want to have the hyper intelligence that's uh, temporary. So he could boost his intelligence to like class 5,000 for X number of rounds a day. And I'm like, why would you need that? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to be the smartest guy to figure everything out, that's fine. But, Sometimes, you know, this is a comic book-related role-playing game. Sometimes it's not about figuring it out. Sometimes it's just about throwing a punch. 
Uh, our chat, Stephen Watson, just said you might want to remember every race that was run in the Olympics, but that doesn't mean you can run like a Wheaties champion. So that's it. That's it. And I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, I think photographic reflexes are probably their own power, power unto themselves. I'm just saying that a smart player could try to get the GM to allow that as a power stunt. Now, you know, I'm also the same person who, you know, if you have telepathy, why do you need to buy as a power mind blast, mind control, mind probe, any of those, because you can power stunt all of that through telepathy. So, I mean, if you're inventive enough as a care, as a player, yeah, you can. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I've had players who took plant control and made their character deadly. And I've had players who had true invulnerability and couldn't figure out how to pick naval lit. So. Well, in, in my campaign that I ran, we had a guy that ran um, a character with mind control and he never used it like how you said. N- never. Uh-huh. And, we, and people kept saying, well, why don't you do a mental link with the group? So we can communicate. And he's just like, oh, I never thought about doing that. I'm like, yeah, you could be like, you know, John Stewart and you know, Martian Manhunter. It's not John Stewart. Sorry, Martian Manhunter. I don't know why I said John Stewart, but Martian Manhunter and uh, and do the mind link. They do on the, you know, the DC TV. Uh, John Stewart did it, too, I believe, and at one point. But eh, whatever. I think he may have done it as a Green Lantern. I don't know. But different series. But I, I, he just didn't think about doing these mind link things with the mind control power. He didn't think about using it in other ways that you would think that someone with mind control would use. John Jones. Thank you. That's what it was. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> that's Stephen. He's on top of it. And you got a compliment on your hair. Nice hair from Steve Jolly. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you go bald through the center, you have so few options and this is probably the best way to do it. Which is not really relevant to the topic of conversation, so we'll... John Stewart makes comlinks as an engineer. That's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, you can use this power, and I think it's ripe with a lot of abuse. But again, again, like you said, it really depends on the player and how much you trust them. And how do you... Now, the bigger thing is, how do you prevent metagaming with this? Because you know metagaming is going to come up big time with this. You know, and that is... That's one of those things where... I don't know how you would stop it. I mean, it's you get into people will react and, and play stuff. We had a player in several of our games who, you know, they always called it moving at the speed of so and so. I won't mention the guy's name. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. But, but it was, you know, he would. One minute he would be at the other end of the complex, and then the other players found something, and suddenly he's there with them. And it's like, oh, you move very fast. Hey, do you have super speed? You know. Uh, so I mean, I, I've seen it, and then I've had players who, I think there's a certain amount of of meta gaming that you really never get away from, because if it's really familiar, for instance, if you use the xenomorphs from Aliens. The first time anybody sees the little pod egg thing open up or you describe it in, you know, dripping saliva or whatever in the black sleek skin, everybody goes, oh, aliens. 
or oh predators or whatever so i mean they you know it's very difficult to do and it's very difficult to take stuff that you can't take and obviously can't take like an outside character or an outside uh piece of source material and use it on the other hand like you know substitute in the brood for uh the xenomorphs and we're off to the races you know so this power now would you let a player power stunt running fast if they said they focused on watching quicksilver footage running fast Mm-hmm. No, but I could see where, like, you could give them, depending on what you're doing and depending on how they explain it. Let's say, um, let's say I had a player who goes, you know what, I want to be able to run quicker and run better. And I'm going to watch uh, footage of Quicksilver and the last 20 Olympics, all the running speed tests, all of that. Can I get some sort of bonus from that? Now, I could see maybe like a plus one CS to endurance feats while you're running. Okay. Maybe if you had like excellent uh, endurance, you could get it up to remarkable for the purposes of running. All that does is, A, you go from two areas around to three areas around. So you would be a little bit faster. And when it comes to making endurance feat rolls for running all out, uh, you would be able to, you'd have a slightly better chance of doing it. Which, I'm not sure if you know how that works, but essentially the first ones are green, the second ones are yellow, the third ones are red, and if you, after that, basically you have to stop and rest. Right. You know, so, I could see maybe that. You know, he understand his better understanding of, like, breathing, like actual muscle aptitude? No. No. You know, there's a difference between knowing Kung Fu and knowing Kung Fu. Uh, I've got a cousin who takes martial arts. He teaches it. And, you know, we talk about, like, movie martial arts a lot. And I said, well, you know, some of this stuff looks pretty neat. He says, well, he said that's what they call... He said, that's what we call movie martial arts. He said, it looks pretty, but it's not really functional. He said, you know, no, if you get into a fight, nobody is going to stand around watching some guy attack you and then wait to attack you after they're done. He said, you're going to get six people rushing you at the same time if there's six people there. So, but I mean, it's, it's like I said, you know, watching somebody, you know, watching Bruce Lee movies. And trying to replicate Bruce Lee moving the two different things. Well, it's like in the beginning of Karate Kid. Remember when Daniel was learning out of the book and, and Miyagi's like, you know, learn karate from a book. And he's like, well, it's all I have. And he's like, I teach you because obviously he knows learning from a book is not as good as actually experiencing it from a teacher or yourself, you know, and experiencing Correct. it Correct. firsthand. Learning from a book is you get the, the it's like working out you start working out you get the wrong form lifting weights you're going to hurt yourself overall that's why you should have some type of basic trainer there to watch you at first give you the proper technique and then you learn from there and build upon that so if i went and did it myself sure i can go work out but 
I'll probably hurt myself overall. Yeah, I could watch videos on YouTube and watch all these muscle guys saying, do it like this, do it like, you know, and I could probably mimic that if I really wanted to, but I probably would have better better results if somebody was by standing by my side showing me. But, you know, again, we're talking about players. So, uh, you know, players will look for a shortcut if they can get it. You know this as well as I do. Some are better than others, but I've had people who, you know, will come up with any crazy thing and give it a shot. Some of it I can go, okay, I can see that. And some of it I go, "Mm, no, no. I'm not buying it, you know. It just depends on how creative you are. If it it seems like a rational explanation, okay, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to kind of say no, but, and give them yeah. another option. I mean, don't exactly shut them down and be like, "No, you can't do that." What I I have done that, but generally I'll try to say, "That's really not going to work. Let's do this," and then we try to meet in the middle on what to do. Because I know yeah. nobody likes to be told no. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, and that you know, it all. It's all in how you do it. It's all in how you present it. I don't like. I said, I'm not going to sit and tell somebody. I, you know, especially when it comes to total memory. You know, you could specialize. You could power stunt hyper intelligence. You could power stunt. I mean, conceivably, I, I could see where you could do it. You would. You know, you would end up having to make it focalized fields of study. Maybe you have a power stunt of hyper-intelligence genetics. I've read every paper that Rory McTaggart and Charles Xavier have ever written, and now I have power-ranked knowledge of genetics. You know, uh, people would argue, well, it's not a talent. Well, no, it's not a talent, but they spent the thousand karma to establish the power stone. So. Yeah, they are burning off the karma to do it, so. Yep, yep. I mean, you know, I don't mind people trying stuff. And I've let people get away with all sorts of things. I mean, you know, if if somebody has an idea for their character and they want to, if they want to try to learn Kung Fu from watching Bruce Lee movies, well, hey, it worked for uh, Stifler and Bulletproof Monk. Why can't it work for uh, them too? That was also a movie, just to let you know. Yeah. A comic book movie, actually. Yeah, true. Uh, see some comments we got going on here. Steven says, someone with total memory, I could have a telepathic trigger, their memory, stubbing their toes, breaking their arms. Any experience in the hard drive, in quotes. That's it. That's it, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, because you do remember the pain. So Everything, yeah. Now, you could take advantage of that just as much as they take advantage of that as a GM. So you could say maybe a battle that you had previous in another session, your character got the crap beat out of him. He was badly hurt. Let's just say you're in six, seven sessions down the line playing you know, on a different day, and all of a sudden you're in a similar situation. Your character gets hit a certain way. All of a sudden the GM invokes, you know, you remember this from the last time you got your ass beat and boom, 
you're crippled on the ground because you think you're in pain again like you were the last time because it triggered this total memory of what happened the last time. So, Or, I mean, you could even go so far as to somebody attacks you with mind probe, brings the memory back, resurfaces the memory, makes you feel it again, and as the penalty for that, you're now minus one CS because you're so sore from having your arm broken. You know, it, it's muscle memory. I mean, you know, it, it's funny things happen. And uh, GM could probably take as much advantage as a player can now that you think about it, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lord only knows I would, so. Yeah. Make them suffer for it. All right, well. I think that uh, beats that into the <laughs> George Henderson is here and he's going to be using that in his campaign now. <laughs> Good. Glad I was able to, to give George a little idea. All right, let's get on to some things going on. Now, I know you want to talk a little bit about WandaVision. Um, yeah. I did watch. Oh, my. Go ahead. I did watch the first four episodes. I haven't watched today's episode because I did not have a chance to watch it yet. Uh, they're short little uh, episodes. Uh, episode one and two, I wanted to beat my head against the wall because I thought it was so awful. And my buddy who I work with was just like, just hang in there. Just hang in there. Wait till episode three and then episode four. It'll all be... You'll find out everything, and you'll be like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, he was right. So once I hit episode four, I was just like, all right, this is much better. <laughs> but I don't understand what's going on as far as the format that they picked and what exactly is going on with them. So I know it's supposed to be revealed even more in this episode that just came up. So let's not spoil everything for people. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not really going to try to spoil anything for anybody. The... I think they're playing with the concept uh, of the, the TV show reality of it. Uh, they're giving you, and Chris Tyner and I had this conversation. Uh, Doesn't need to be the binge. In the, yeah, in the, uh, <clears throat> group, the unofficial canon group thread about this. Yep. And basically the, 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 the thought that he and I had was it's, it's subverting what is familiar old style television to tell what is essentially a horror story, you know, because you don't, you, you have two characters that are the main characters, but they're unrelated. They're unreliable narrators. So you don't know whether the information you're getting is real, not real. And when it does finally come out, what's going on, or at least in episodes three and four, uh, then it sort of opens it up to what the hell is going on? Who is really doing this? Is this X? Is it Y? Is it some other character named Z? You know, and that's, I mean, I, even my sister was like, well, I'm confused. I said, well, there's a reason you're confused. You have two characters who don't know what's going on to them themselves. And it's slowly being revealed to the audience as well as to the characters. So in that capacity, I could see where people would go, I don't like this. This doesn't make any sense. But you have to watch it. it you know, remember the old days when you actually had to watch television and it wasn't just given to you? I mean, you didn't drop 12 episodes 
and you could binge all the way through it. That's what they're doing here. They're making you watch it. They're making you anticipate it. And either you love it or you hate it, but it's damn good storytelling because you're getting different stuff. There's a, there's a central mystery that the audience and the main characters don't know that is going on that is slowly being revealed to everybody. If I was watching this from week one, I probably would have given up on it. I know, uh, as it was said by Lord Sidious in chat, it needs to be binged. He's right. I binged the four episodes. Like, all right, this is good. Now, if I was on week one, and I would have been like really reluctant to go to week two because week two was like the same thing, just a little teeny bit more revealed of what was going on. Actually, they aired the first two episodes together. Did they? Okay. Yeah. So that by the time you actually got to week two of the show, you're in the third episode. So, yeah, like I said, I could see, and I, you know, I understood the concept of what they were trying, or what, what I thought they were trying to do, and I wasn't far off with my thought, which is they're subverting that old style of television. They're, you know, they're giving you something familiar, but at the same time, there's an underlying story to it. And it isn't, see, I mean, people were like, oh, well, the first episode is like Leave it to Beaver. It's not Leave it to Beaver, though. It's Bewitched. It's Outer Limits. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Outer Limits. Or it's Twilight Zone. The second episode isn't uh, Father Knows Best or My Three Sons. It's Dark Shadows. The third one, I mean, and if you look at it from that perspective, it's this is a horror story because you have people that are trapped, people that don't know what's going on, people trying to rescue people, and there's two people caught in the middle of it, and they have no idea what the hell's happening. And changing situations too. Exactly. You know, which was kind of um, it threw me off. I, I'm not going to reveal a lot, but how one of the characters changed a certain situation and said, I don't think so. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> so they're conscious of where they are. Or are they not conscious of where they are? Uh, and there's something that happens in the fifth episode that'll make you question that even further. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, I was, I got to that part and it was like, okay, well obviously this is happening. And then something twisted in the fifth episode, and I was like, um, okay, I guess maybe I was, I don't know. So, I'm enjoying it. I think it's probably, you know, in terms of uh, the Marvel stuff, I mean, we had New Mutants last summer, uh, which wasn't horrible, it just wasn't great either. Uh, for New Mutants, I mean, let's put it this way: for an hour and a half New Mutants movie, it was pretty good. Was it worse than Dark Phoenix? No. Okay. Matter of fact, I think it's probably better than the last three X Men movies. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and that's you never see them in costume, but they are spot on. Who they are supposed to be. So, I mean, they just amped up the horror aspect of it and out the door you go. But, I mean, I, you know, in terms of Marvel, this is what we've got right now. I'm enjoying it. 
that between that and all the rumors for Spider-Man three, I mean, what else have we got? Well, we got Black Widow coming out. Presumably. <laughs> it's going to come presumably. out, presumably. It's coming out, all right. Uh, I'm actually looking Someday. forward to it. But back to this show, back to WandaVision, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about some Easter eggs that came up in the show, or did you not want to talk? Well, um, that would largely depend on, you know, I'll say this. There is spoiler territory for this. So if... You have not watched the first four episodes, and you want to remain completely in the dark about it. I would suggest uh, muting this uh, so that you don't get anything. Uh, if you want to wait until the end and then binge the whole nine episodes or whatever, I mean, you could do that too. Uh, there is, they drop in little Easter eggs like Strucker watches and Stark toasters and. Uh, that toaster was absolutely hysterical, and I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be something Stark Industries would make." Well, then, if you look at it, it looks like Vision. Yeah, the the little glowing red dot. The yeah, I mean the, that, and they had you know six 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 on it, engraved on it upside down. Yep. Uh, you know, is there is Mephisto here? Is this some sort of influence from uh, the Lord of Darkness himself? I don't know. That I one, don't have any inside stuff. That one I did not I mean, catch. Lord Sidious, Monica's mother's call sign being Photon. Yeah. I didn't catch that one at first. Okay, good. Yeah. He has another good point. Well, it has a lot to do with Wanda having a, uh, a breakdown. She watched her brother die, watched Vision get killed, then got asked herself. That's a lot for her to deal with. So maybe this is her way, way of processing everything. Could be. Could be. So it's, like I said, it's one of those where I think that if you're not watching it, it's worth checking out. If you've watched it and it just won your cup of tea, wait until it, everything is out. All nine episodes are there, and then binge it and see if it doesn't change your opinion. Because it really is very well put together. The way that they've emulated the old TV shows, whether it was... And it, I, I had the most fun with that, especially the Brady Bunch episode. You know, I was like, how could you... How could people not like the Brady Bunch? I mean, I grew up on the Brady Bunch. Okay, I mean, I think all of us at a certain age did. I did, yeah. You know, you know so I can remember the Brady Bunch, Good Times, uh, What's Happening, Alice, all of that stuff. Now, Sanford is any of the rest of that stuff? Yeah, Sanford and Son, Chico and the Man. Uh, is any of that other than the Brady Bunch in there? No, not really, but I mean, it's... You can tell that it's it's mo that episode's modeled after the Brady Bunch. Everything from the opening credits to the layout of the house. Uh, the only thing we're missing is a, a cursed tiki figure from Hawaii, and we'd be off to the roof. <laughs> oh dear God, no! Not that stupid Hawaii episode. Uh... Big G has to said there was a comic book series where Wanda changed realities. I don't know, but it seems like it's the same. We only got to the third episode, so that's why he's comparing the two. I'm not familiar with the comic book series. Are you? 
offhand? House of M? Yes. Uh, I actually went back and read House of M. Uh, I could see where people would draw the comparison. The only difference you get into there is uh, House of M was her giving Magneto his fondest wish, which was uh, mutants weren't persecuted, but humanity was. And it, it, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where I read it and I go, okay, well, I could see where people would go, that's part of what they're doing here, but it's, it's really not the same thing because the end result was no more mutants, which cut the mutant population in Marvel down to, at the time, 198 mutants or some crazy stuff like that. Our chat is full of uh, House of M references and, uh, Lord Sidious again with another good reference. The whole thing gives him the feel of Pleasant Hill, uh, Pleasant Hill arc. So, yeah, well, and that one's not one I've read. Um, I've read House of M. I've read the Vision series that where he creates a wife and kids and uh, Sparky the dog, uh, and you know, uh, some of the stuff that Marvel's done has been really cool. Uh, and I'm talking about the actual publishing end of it. In some of it, I look at and go, why? You know. Yeah, well, there's a lot of whys in comic book history, so we can't exactly yeah, explain them all, so. Nope, nope. Not even close. Anyway. So, um, you also said that what there is a connection to daredevil in there me yeah i thought you said that as well no uh -uh. oh okay because i was like i don't remember seeing anything and i'm like keith said he said something about daredevil i'm like hmm. no no now they're talking about daredevil possibly showing up in spider-man 3 oh that might have been maybe we got the the twisted the conversation between the two okay then disregard how do you feel about now, the them bringing in the organization behind every... Well, the organization that's responsible for running the investigation. Spoilers, you have her on mute, so S.W.O.R.D. How do you feel... What do you feel about them using S.W.O.R.D.? It doesn't surprise me. Especially not after we saw Nick Fury in space at the end of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot Ooh. about that. So, I mean, it's... There was going to be something to replace S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point. So, it you know, another anagrammed version of uh, the Alphabet organizations from Marvel doesn't surprise me. And the fact that they did it. I think it's interesting that S.H.I.E.L.D. was run by Nick Fury and S.W.O.R.D. was run by uh, Photon. Yes. You know. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, that, uh, I hope moving forward that they do something with these characters. Will we ever see Hammer is the good question. Well, you know, with the Spider-Man movies, it, it who knows? I wouldn't mind seeing Hammer. <laughs> anyway, uh, on to some other news. Uh, let me share my uh, screen here so everybody can see what we are referencing. Um, do, do, do. okay. 
Marvel is reportedly rebooting the Punisher and keeping John Barenthal. What do we think about that? I think my opinion on that is do it and get it done now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I absolutely, you know, uh, anybody who's ever listened to me talk about the Netflix stuff, uh, in my opinion, Daredevil was the best of the bunch, followed closely. It's a two-way tie between Luke Cage and the Punisher. And everything else is a distant three. So, I mean, it's, you know, the Punisher, John Barenthal as the Punisher was fantastic. Uh, probably the best actor to play the part. I uh, would have liked to see Frank Grillo in that part. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he did petition big time for the Punisher role and then bowed out in favor of John Barathol. He's the guy who did uh, Crossbones, right? I believe so. He was more famous for The Purge. Second yep, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really can't think of anybody else. Uh, those two would, you know, Frank Grillo would have been good. Uh, I like Barenthal. I mean, you know, when it comes to casting, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to that stuff, unless it just so goes so so far astray that I, I'm looking at it going, what the hell were they thinking? You know. Uh, completely off topic in different company, but my thought on uh, Batman for the Justice League movies it should have been, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Val Kilmer. No, I'm kidding. The guy that played a uh, person of interest uh, in uh, Jesus Christ in the uh, Mel Gibson movie. Oh, uh, Caviezel, Jim Caviezel. Huh. No, I would have never thought of him as Batman, no. And I'll tell you, you know, if you watch Person of Interest, I swear, and I, I, I could make this argument, that Person of Interest is Batman without the costumes. I've only caught a couple episodes of that, and it was very interesting. I just yeah. never followed up with it. Um, so I have to it, actually sit and watch it. Yeah, it's one of those things where the, the further it went, the more I would go, okay, that's that character, and that's that character. And oh my God, so-and-so is that character. And I mean, you could, I could make the argument for it and actually explain it to people who hadn't read Batman comics in years or who'd watched the show would go, oh my God, I never thought of it that way. I guess he could be Batman, you know. So it's interesting, but it's one of those things where Barenthal was awesome. He was fantastic. And you could tell that he took the part deadly serious, that he, you know, he was felt honored to do it because it you know not only was it a lot of people who love this character but it was big to veterans you know it paid honor or homage to veterans as well now the thing that they're talking about is it's going to be a soft reboot of the character obviously same actor same background different start and dismiss the netflix stuff i i think that they should not do that whatsoever I think they should build off of it, maybe start it a couple years later. I mean, the comic books themselves do that. They don't exactly 
keep a lot of continuity going with a lot of them, to be honest. I mean, you think they remember Frankencastle all that much? No. I think they probably try to forget Frankencastle. <laughs> I think we all try to forget that. I remember that was, I, I grabbed that when I was coming back into comics again for after a little break, and I'm like, oh, Frankencastle. Why did I come back now? <laughs> Yeah, what the hell is this? The comic book guy was just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where they could they could build on what they have already, and I would I'd leave it alone. I'd be like, "Well, you know, just make oh you know overt references to it." Yeah, and keep on going. I mean, Why would you need to, you know, redo it all over again? Exactly. I mean, you know, they didn't need to. Obviously, you know, you had three different versions of Spider-Man in the last 15 years. But, you know, the most latest version, they didn't bother to do the origin. You, you've not gotten the origin. Hell, I don't even think they've made references to a radioactive spider. No. So I mean, you know, he could he could have a completely different origin that we don't know. True, but you know, what we're missing is is Toby in the Spider Man suit. Uh, yeah. At this point, <laughs> I would just pay him money to use footage of him. I I would. Like to see, you know, him in the movie in the Spider-Man suit, like an older Peter Parker dealing with all everything. You know, and I, I mentioned this a while back. I thought because uh, I was watching, I'd watched just watched the Raimi films, and had started watching the Marvel stuff, actual Marvel Studio stuff, and I was struck by the whole, you know, he saves the train full of people. And then you have Tom Holland saving the entire ferry full of people. Then I would love to see a scene where the three of them are sitting around and Holland said, you know, is talking about, you know, I've I've just I've screwed up so much. You know, I almost got an entire ferry full of people killed. I tried to web it together, it just didn't work. And you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And then have Toby Maguire look at him and go, yeah, you know, I, I had a similar situation where I saved a bunch of people in training. But you know what? You know what my Uncle Ben always used to say? And then have him bust out with, with great power comes great responsibility. And because it's it's never been said in the Andrew Garfield stuff. No. It was never said in the Tom Holland stuff. And it would be a great way for that to be passed on to them, both of them at the same time. And have Andrew Garfield go, wow, Michael Ben never told me that. You know, and just have that moment where the three of them share this one common connected, you know, connective web, if you will. And we have to get at least one dancing scene with Toby in a black suit. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, my opinion, all three of them. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you got three Spider-Man in a movie, you know, or you could have, you could have it Toby and you could have it Tom Holland and then Andrew Garfield in the background going, hell no. You know, I'm not doing that. 
Uh, on another re related note thing I have up here, did Marvel cancel the Punisher quietly, basically taking his symbol away from him based upon police officers using it? It's a little bit of a controversial topic, how it came about, but I'm not going to focus on that because that's not we're not political here. I want to talk more about them taking the Punisher, them wanting to take the Punisher logo, his symbol, away from him so that people don't use it in a situation that they don't like. I know that's kind of being vague on the situation and describing it, but I don't want to get into the details to start a political war, if you understand what I'm saying here. Yeah. Um, you know, here's my thought on that. Mm -hmm. First off, I, th I think it's ridiculous that they would change the character who's been, change the character who's been around almost 50 years just because people have adopted the symbol and are using it in some capacity. I mean, I, I understand the, the political ramifications of what's going on, but this is no different than people using Captain America's shield, Superman symbol, the bat symbol, uh, whatever else. I mean, it's... The only difference is that this one actually is, you know, people make a big deal about uh, him using guns in the comic books in, you know, rather than get political about it, I just think that it, you know, Marvel needs to just point out this is a fictional character. People are adopting the ideas of a fictional character. Knock it off. Yeah, I mean, taking away his logo is basically taking away the comic book character's identity. It's like taking Spider-Man's logo or, like you said, Superman's logo away from him because the wrong people, the wrong percentage, small people, the, the wrong percentage of people are using it in the wrong manner. It's, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. Stephen Watson has a good it's point. It's cancel culture. Uh, Stephen Watson, he remembers storylines where the others started using his symbol and the Punisher chewed them out in the comics for not using it. There was a couple um, comics that I remember because I when Punisher was a big thing that I read over the years of him uh, basically going up to police and ripping it off their shirt or ripping it off their car saying, no, I expect better of you. You're not me and things like that, trying to prove a point that he's a he purposely goes above the law, expects them to follow the law. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, if to play devil's advocate for a second, you're also it's people in real life emulating what is essentially a psychopath who kills people indiscriminately that he perceives to be criminals. You know, if you steal a loaf of bread, should you be shot for it? No. If you steal a car, should you be shot for it? No. Uh, but the Punisher doesn't make that distinction. I mean, if you play, if if you're writing him the way that he really should be written, hardened criminals aren't going to survive. There's not going to be very many repeat offenders where the Punisher is concerned. Jigsaw, I think, probably is the uh, one of the only few. Yeah. You know, so, and it, it's it's too easy to make. Everybody organized crime. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Then, no. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Well, I guess that's going to basically wrap our show up for this week, ending out on that. Uh, please head over to ClassicFaceRip.com if you want to see our past episodes. Don't forget to email us, uh, bullpen at ClassicFaceRip.com. Uh, ask the DM at TheEvilDM.com is my personal email address. You can email me there as well. And don't, don't forget to head to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. We can read your review on the air. Uh, we should be back in another couple of weeks here live on the channel. As well, uh, I'll put this episode number 23 up on our website this weekend for us, for those to enjoy and download on 24. the side. What? This is 24. Yes, 24. That's right. I said, totally said 24. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Don't forget to hit like here on YouTube. And if you are first time here on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can get the future shows and future videos that I do here. Uh, I do many things that are old school from phase rip to, you know, D and D to palladium stuff. I do a lot of stuff. So, uh, don't forget to go to rollhiredie.com. You can listen to all of my podcasts, the actual play podcasts that I did with, uh, my group roll higher die for phase rip when they were all villains. It was a, about a two year campaign that went really well. People enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm some- going to ask you a question after we end this about that. No problem. So with that said, I'm going to say keep it original, keep it old school, and uh, good night, everybody. Night. You've been listening to the Classic Face Rip Podcast. The thoughts and opinions expressed on the podcast are not the final word and are just what they are, opinions. If you'd like to catch up on older episodes, head on over to ClassicFaceRip.com or... If you want to check out the video shows live on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash c slash the evil DM. Again, that's youtube.com slash c slash the evil DM. Email us at askthedm at theevildm.com. Thank you.